Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, a director at Oz Marketing, and I think we decided last time sales novice, novice at this point due to novice. all of the wonderful experience imparted to me <laughs> by America Online, yep. uh, now debunked uh, AOL, I guess. America uh, <laughs> Online, AOL. <laughs> yep. AOL. Saving those sales. <laughs> Saving those sales. With me, as always, we have operations director at the Young Automotive Group, Oliver Young. Amped to be here. Amped to be here. And, of course, Brad Taylor, corporate trainer with the Center of Excellence. And we have a very special guest today, Scott Cooley, finance specialist with the Young Automotive Group. Scott, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your, your history with the group and your history in sales. Yeah, Tim, thanks. I'm super excited to be here. So I kind of fell into sales early on uh, in my early 20s. Answered an ad in a newspaper, believe it or not. I mean, that may date me just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, kind of worked my way through uh, sales and accounting at a car dealership and into the uh, finance office. Did you say newspaper? Yeah. yeah. For our younger listeners. I don't see one gray hair. <laughs> for, for our younger listeners, a newspaper is like the internet, but they print it all out. <laughs> hey, Scott, I also answered a newspaper ad when I started working for the group. So. Glad to know I'm not alone. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I worked for AOL, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Surrounded by old people. But yeah, so I kind of uh, worked my way, bumped my way through finance and slowly figured it out and kind of worked into a position where I started uh, teaching finance to others now, so... It's, it's been a great uh, journey and a lot of fun. That's excellent. We're very excited for uh, the insight that you're going to bring to us today uh, over these next couple of episodes. And really, I'm excited for Scott to be here because uh, he's really transformed our group in terms of insurance and finance sales. Um, it really taken it. We, we were doing really well. We didn't think we could get much better. And then Scott has helped us push that needle past where we thought it could be. And so... I'm really excited to have Scott here to, 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 to share with our listeners all the great insights you have. Yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, the, the awesome thing about Scott is he's actually in there in the trenches, elbow to elbow with our uh, incredible finance team. He's a true operator. He gets involved and he uh, wants nothing but the best for the finance team as well as the customer. Fantastic. Well, welcome, Scott. We're happy to have you. Uh, with that, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about uh, what we should stop doing. Oliver, what should I stop doing right this very second? Dude, your transitions are on point. Are they? <laughs> on point. Uh, I, I think they're still very painful. <laughs> and I need to stop doing them. <laughs> so one thing, you know, when we talk about sales, a lot of, you know, every podcast we've done so far has been, what do we need to start doing? What are the skills we need to add to our tool bags? How do we need to really move sales forward, right? And as I was been thinking the last over the last few weeks I've been thinking about there a lot of times we don't talk about what do we need to stop doing what do we need to actually say you know what that's enough of that right um, because not it's not always about what you do sometimes it's about what you eliminate so you can focus on everything else sure. right and so one of the first things that uh, that came to my mind and as a young sales professional, I remember thinking about this, is um, I saw it as temporary. You saw sales as temporary. I saw sales as temporary, hmm. right? This was just a spot that will help me make some money until I can go into whatever I'm going to do, right. 
right? And so I didn't see it as necessarily my career or, right? It was just kind of like a, okay, how do I sell for a little bit until I get into management? Or how do I sell for a little bit until I want to do what I want to do, right? But even if you move into management or if you move into a different role, you still have to sell. Regardless of what you do, sales isn't everything, right? And so understanding that that where you're at right now in sales is actually a career. It's a career opportunity. And so you got to stop thinking about this as just a job and shift that mindset to a career, right? And, and Brad, I know you did that. Oh, yeah. You know, tell me your story about how you did that. Well, uh I actually, very similar, as I mentioned earlier, I also answered a, a newspaper ad and I was just going to sell until I got through school. I was working on getting my degree in business and uh, fortunately for me, things were going so well in sales that I got through school and continued uh, with sales. Um, but, but at what point did you say, you know what, I got to stop and think about this as my career? Uh, because at first you're just thinking it's a job, right? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I think I started thinking about it as a career once I started to notice how much I was changing personally. Yeah. Not just financially, but personally. I was growing. I was becoming a better person. I was becoming a better father. I was becoming a better neighbor. I was growing myself into the person I'd always wanted to become. And I realized that sales and communicating with people was the catalyst that helped push me towards that now scott have you did you have that experience at all or i did yeah um i mean similar you know with the whole newspaper and everything it wasn't something i was looking at doing permanently when i first started um and it was it was a little while after going through some of the uh, different areas of the dealership sales accounting and into finance that i realized you know this is something that a i can do um which isn't very many things (laughs) 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 and then um also something that that i could actually help other people to accomplish things that they wanted to do. And with that, I was like, this is something I definitely want to continue doing. And and I think there's something about that mental block of when it's your job instead of a career that doesn't let you progress, right? So when you stop thinking about this as just temporary and you say, you know what, I got to throw my entire self, that's when you'll see those leaps and bounds of growth and and moving sales. I I, I think it also lets you actually like what you do a oh, little yeah. bit better. People hate their jobs, but they they fight for their careers, yep. right? So just making that shift in the definition of what it is that you're doing yep. is going to change your entire outlook. It's going to change how you operate, and it's yep. going to change how you feel about what you're doing. Yep. So, yeah. so I uh, found very early on, just in my personal life as well as in my career, I fell into the trap of uh, destination syndrome. I always wanted to get to whatever was next. I'll be happy when I get to X. I'll be happy or I will arrive as soon as I sell X number of cars or when I get a certain degree or move to a specific position. And I think the transition occurs when you realize that all of those things together actually helps push you towards your ultimate goal, which is having a long career and helping other people along the way. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's kind of, it's more about the journey than the ending spot, Yeah, right? Where you're at is where you need to be, right? And that should be your focus. And how can I, how can I turn my sales into a career, right? 
Um, so, so that's the first thing is, is stop thinking it's a job. Start focusing it on as a career because it, it will absolutely change the outlook. The second is um, in sales, often we don't know how to manage time. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. And the, and the funny thing about this is because – because it's not a hard skill. Like what I mean by that is if you drive around and you uh, – I was driving through uh, In-N-Out, right? When you drive through In-N-Out, they have those windows up, open. And what are they doing in there? Cooking burgers. They're cooking burgers. They're yep. flipping. They're going. They're you know smashing the fries and cooking them, whatever, right? And as you watch them, you can see a little clock up in the top corner. In the top corner, it's not a clock for the time. It's a timer for how long everything's taking, right? And so you can see that they're timing every piece of that process, right? right? Now, that is to make sure that those burgers and everything's moving and everybody getting fed and everything's moving in a timely manner. Now, you can actually time that stuff. But in sales, a lot of times, because it's not flipping a burger, it's making a call or finding, you know, finding a new prospect – you don't, there's no way to time it. So if you want to waste time, you can find a way to waste time, right? You, you, Brad, what, what would you say? The, 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 the corner where nobody can see you. Oh yeah. <laughs> where you're, you can hide from your manager. The back hall of the Chev uh, <laughs> showroom floor. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it is super simple to waste time and, and actually pretend like you're working. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and there's ways that you do that. You, you get in and you start talking to other salespeople and you say you're training or you say you're, but really you're just BSing and talking about nothing and wasting time. Yeah. Well, we even, uh, we even allow it or almost encourage it because whenever we ask how long should the sales process take as long as it takes, well, you can get into a situation during a specific sales process where maybe you are taking too long uh, building rapport or it's moved away from building rapport. And now you're just hanging out with a friend instead of moving through the sales process. And same thing with your coworkers, yeah. right? Like you mentioned specifically saying, Hey, we're over here and we're specifically training, but the training turns into a conversation, which we in the car business call a huddle. Right. Yep. And it, it takes away from you being able to do your job. Yep. So a non-focused salesperson, right? Scott, you've been around, you know, salespeople a long time. In a typical day, a non-focused salesperson, how of eight hours, how many hours do they actually work? I mean, realistically, you're probably looking at less than an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go for two. I was going <laughs> to say three. <laughs> yeah. But that's pretty impressive, Scott. And what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, if, you, if you're not focused and you come into work, um, I mean, first you, you waste time in the coffee club, mm -hmm. sitting yep. and chatting with everybody. You go hang out in the huddle. You might sit in sales training for a little bit, um, but nowadays a lot of people end up on their phones if they're not focused. Yep. And so, so they're, they're in, they're in sales training, but completely disengaged. Absolutely. I'm, I'm not engaged. I'm just here because I have to be. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Completely agree with that. Then, I mean, you come out of sales training and then it's the breakfast run. Breakfast run. Yep. Got, yeah. Everyone's <laughs> got to have a breakfast burrito. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and then, you and know. And it just kind of goes downhill from yeah. there. Right. It just, it's just wasting time after wasting time after wasting time and the sad thing is is how they went in and they go when they go home and they talk to their families how many hours did they work 
Eight hours? Eight hours? No, no, no. Maybe nine. Oh. Eleven. Yeah, 12. Eleven, 11, 12. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I worked 11 or 12 hours. But in reality, they shorted themselves, right? That's what. That's who they're shorting. They're shorting, you know, the. and, and I did it. I know. I was one of them people. I know I went into 10-hour workdays where I worked 45 minutes, right? And the rest of everything, I was just lazily walking through the day, right? Um, what can you seriously get done in 10 hours, right? So much. An awful lot. Yeah, and and, and you know, when you really put your nose to the grindstone, you can get so much, you can get so many things done. Um, it's funny because a lot of times we say, okay, yeah, I gotta get, you got to make 40 calls. Well, how long does 40 calls actually take? An hour, according to Scott. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's one hour, right? Yep. And, and then emails, follow-up. It does not take that long, but we allow the tasks to take up the oh, time. They, yeah, time's a vacuum. It's it's going. It's a sponge. Yep. You're gonna you're gonna fill it one way or another. And well, there are days that you can spend you can spend your eight hours. You can spend your ten hours being very unproductively productive, like being very feeling very productive, but being incredibly yep. unproductive. Yeah. Right? Because you're gonna fill that time with those tasks. Yep. Whether those tasks are important, if you're you know, are you majoring in minor activities? Yep. Right. The, the the problem is is the tasks. The tasks take up the time instead of you making the tasks make up the time. Because it the task might only take 10 minutes to do, but you allow it to take an hour to do. Right. Why? Because I have an hour to do it, mm-hmm. right? And so the task will take up the time. And as salespeople, we need to stop doing that and start taking control of our time. Yeah, we've become so proficient at doing 8 or 10 hours worth of work in one hour that we find a way to waste away the rest of that time. If you have, if you're working, I'm going to go on a a limb and say we work two hours. Two hours. Double the day. Double the day, right? If we now went and said we're going to work all eight hours, what did we just gain? I mean, 300% additional work. 300 additional, and, and that really will trickle down into everything. 300% 300% additional pay, 300 additional customers, 300%, right? But it's a- allowing yourself to open your eyes and say, what can I actually get done in a day if I just stop wasting time, right? So the third that I've been thinking about is um, stop giving into fear, right? We need to stop giving into fear. I-, I remember, especially as a new salesperson, getting done getting done with a test drive, sitting there going, oh, crap, what's next, Brad? Oh, I got to I gotta ask him to buy. I got to ask him to buy, right? What? But what if they say no, Oh man. right? And so I would get this fear, and I could feel it in my belly, right? Right in my belly, kind of hard, and I'd start to get nervous. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'd just be like, so what'd you think? <laughs> right? And I wouldn't ask for the sale. We've talked about that a lot. Yeah. And i just go, what do you think? Um, pushing past fear... I think is one of the most important things a sales pro- sales professional can learn to do. So stop giving into that fear, right? Um, the one of the reasons why we waste time is because we allow fear to dominate us before picking up a phone, right? To go call somebody, right? We go, well, what if they? What if I don't know enough? What if I don't? So let me research some more. Let me think about it some more. Let me right instead of what. Picking up the phone and calling them. Picking up the phone and calling them, right? So um, every time you feel that gut reaction of, 
hey, this is scary. You need to just do what? Push bash it. Yeah. Stop letting yeah. fear dominate your your uh, your your day, mm-hmm. right? And and your activity, right? Uh, when have you seen Scott fear kind of cripple you? Um, you know the the biggest thing in like with uh, the F and I office is similar to the question about asking a customer to buy the car. I mean, you can bring a customer in, and you can go through a full presentation. Um, but same thing, if you don't get to the very end and ask them to actually choose some of the products that you're selling, um, you'll never get the sale. Yep. But that's where the fear comes in the most as well is, oh, now uh, what do I do? <laughs> yep. Now, uh, yeah, absolutely. And when I was uh, just this uh, last three days, um, it's nice and cool outside, so it's perfect temperatures for rock climbing, right? So I've been out rock climbing a lot, and I, 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 I equate fear – to rock climbing because yeah, rock me climbing, too. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I do as well. Well, and and that's why I love rock climbing. I'm not scared to rock climb. I'm afraid to fall. Yeah, it was exactly. So this just this week, I was climbing a route that that's uh, called scary, right? So um, a lot of the comments is like, I don't know if I can do this. This is there's too much gap between protection, and so as you as you as you're climbing you get to a point to where you can take a significant fall, right? And so the falls just three days ago that I was looking at is 20 to 30 foot falls, right? Oof. Now you're already a, a you're already 100 feet up. And so if you take a 30 foot fall, 100 feet up, are you okay? Uh, yeah, there's 70 more feet. There's 70 more <laughs> feet, right? Yeah. So you're totally fine as long as right. everything holds right. and everything is gonna hold because mm-hmm. it's granite. It's nice, good rock. But when you're 15 feet above your bolt, bolt and you're looking at a 30-foot fall with 100 feet below you. That's scary. It's terrifying. All of a sudden, your head goes, what are you doing? Right. And all this fear wells up inside of you. But are you okay? What's the reality? Yeah. yeah. You have a rope. You have a blair. You have everything. You're, you're 100% fine. All your training has led you up to just keep moving. And actually, if you just keep uh, – the, the guy that was climbing next to me – He's just like, hey, right there, if you start to slip a little, the key is keep moving. Because if you keep moving, you're going to get to the next spot to where you're going to feel comfortable again because you have a hold. Because it was kind of this blank space. And so you're on literally dime edges, just smashing yourself up against it. But the key was push past fear. Mm -hmm. Just you have to think, I have the training necessary to get past this. Just go. Right. And I think we have to stop letting fear control ourselves and our emotions in order to really progress through sales. So I, I started out um, my second job ever when I was 16 years old. Uh, I was uh, uh, working telemarketing, outbound telemarketing, selling U.S. West cell phones in <laughs> what was this 2000 when nobody had a cell phone. <laughs> U.S. West cell phones. U.S. West cell phones in 2000 when nobody had a cell phone. If you want, if you want to quickly learn how to push past fear, get an outbound telemarketing <laughs> yeah. job because you have no choice. That next call is coming whether you like it or not. <laughs> You're just sitting there. Oh yeah, waiting to get yelled at. Yeah, next. Here comes the next one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. On we have to uh, remember that on the other side of fear is discomfort, but we know that in 
discomfort, that's where we grow, right? Absolutely. That's why you're a better rock climber now than you've ever been. Scott's better at selling F&I products, and he's also an incredible mountain biker, which is also super scary. Yeah, you got to push past that fear. I love it. Do we have an action item this week? So the what I would say is um, write down the things that are really holding you back that you need to stop doing, right? Just noticing them is actually the key, right? So just write down two or three things that are stopping you from progressing as a sales professional. Write them down and acknowledge them so that when you get faced with them, you can either let go of the fear you can really stop wasting time or you can say, you know, no, no, this is my career. This is where I want to succeed. I love it. Well, as usual, I have been taking copious notes. We're talking today about what we should stop doing. We always consider what we should do. We should take a second uh, every now and again to think about what we should stop doing. There are three things in particular that we need to that basically apply to everybody to stop doing. Uh, number one, stop thinking about your career as a job. Start thinking about it as a career. It's going to be a big mindset shift. Look, sales is everywhere. It touches every part of almost any industry. If you're in sales, stop thinking about it as a job. Stop hating your job. Start thinking about it as a career. Start being passionate. Don't get destination destination syndrome. Don't fall into this trap of assigning meaning and fulfillment, fulfillment to where you're going. Find it where you're at and you will get where you're going. Uh, number two, stop wasting time. It's super easy to waste time and pretend that you're working. It's super easy to fool yourself into believing that you're focused and productive. Don't uh, don't just let time be uh, a sponge that's going to suck up all of the tasks that you're doing. Fill that time with tasks, right? Be intentional about how you're filling that time with your tasks. Don't just let one or two tasks fill up that time. Be engaged. Uh, and then finally, stop giving it a fear. You've got to push past it. Uh, fear is a catalyst for time wasting. So fear is going to push you back into that time wasting uh, arena, I guess. Um, but just keep moving. Growth is on the other side of discomfort. Stop giving in to fear. Uh, and I think that's about it. That was Amazing. fantastic. Amazing. Dan. Wonderful. Stumbled a little bit there. Stumbled just a little bit, but on we're point. good. <laughs> hey, uh, I do want to thank, while uh, while we've got everybody's attention, I do want to thank Layla and Noah in the booth for helping us out today. We're up at the Catalyst Center recording. It's a fantastic facility, and they've been gracious enough to let us come up and record here. I also do want to ask that if you haven't gone on Apple and left us a review, if you haven't rated us, please go and do that. That's going to help us out an awful lot. Uh, if you do have any questions for us or ideas for future podcasts, send us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. Uh, and otherwise, uh, thank you guys for being here with us, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Thanks. Bye. Bye.